Hello, biggest. That's my audio. That's my audio. My microphone's working. Except that screech hits my my microphone stand. There we go. We're good. We're good. What's up, guys? Make sure we're still going. Make sure we're still live on Rockfin. We are simply yes, we are. We're simulcasting over there on Rockfin right now. Simulcasting to YouTube and Rockfin. It is. It is quite the day today, isn't it? Quite the day today. Oops. We got. Oh, I'm getting. You guys just got loads of teasers. You guys just got a bunch of teasers there of what we're about to talk about. What a crazy world. What a wild world. That intro. That made that video a couple years ago. I know some of you guys really like the introductions. Made that a couple years ago. That is, um, it's amazing how relevant this has become, right? All this climate crisis narrative that I called out, I was calling this stuff out, but that doesn't matter. Like it, it doesn't really matter, but just, just saying. I have been calling this stuff out till, since 2007, 2008, right? This stuff, the, uh, this whole climate crisis, is just a proxy for, it's a Trojan horse and a proxy for overt and previously covert genocidal rhetoric. Now, there are too many people. We need to regulate human breeding. We need to make sure that people stop the breeding or mommy earth is going to be so sad. Mom earth is going to be so, so, so sad. Right, and it's not, it's not slowing down. It's not slowing down. In the current crisis, of course, the arc of the current crisis, like Zbigniew new Brzezinski used to call it, the arc of crisis. The arc of crisis, which is used to bring in new ideas, new ways of living, modifications to the behavior of people at a mass scale. The arc of crisis that we see now just happened to bring in the same exact response Right, the same regulations and the same rhetoric about there being too many people. Oh, we just need to create a global totalitarian technocracy in order to save the planet. Right? That's how we're gonna save the planet. Poor mommy earth is dying. We need a new normal. Right? We're told that this new normal is necessary. This new normal is necessary. We need to wear, we need to cover our faces. We need to be initiated into a new order. We need to continue what the uh, what these loser Freemasons call what these loser Freemasons call Guys, the great work, right? The great work. We need to continue the great work, and we need to create a global system, a new global order. We need to do that. Or, guess what? Or guess what? Oh, you're all going to die. <laughs> oh, you're all going to die. And it's always the same. It's always the same message. All right, here we go, guys. Here we go. We got someone in the chat on YouTube already bitching about me scratching my nose. Now you're gone. Now you're gone. <laughs> Pathetic. Pathetic. Why, why are you even here? If that's all you care about. You scratch my nose again? You have coomers in the chat? 
Alright, but there are some people who enjoy the stream, who don't just come to the chats to bitch, and those are the ones who get to see the second half of the stream today. Those are the ones who get to see the second half of the stream today. Today we are doing the second half exclusively to Rockfin, right? because YouTube makes it to where you can't talk about hardly anything. I mean, who knows how long this channel will even be allowed to be on YouTube. Now, the goal is to keep it on YouTube, to keep our ability to live stream to YouTube. YouTube has been heavily suppressing the channel. We are in that deep, deep shadow man territory. YouTube removes about 600 subscribers each month. So make sure you're still subscribed if you're on YouTube. And if you're on the YouTube, watching on YouTube, make sure to subscribe and to share the videos. But also, hey, pull up a tab on Rockfin, right? Watch that second half, Uncensored on Rockfin. It's going to be exclusive on Rockfin, second half. Get over there on Rockfin, pull up a tab, check it out. It's free to make an account. Make sure to follow the channel. It's free to make an account. And the exclusive members-only content, which we have regularly coming now. Right? We did an exclusive members-only stream the other day with Jason Burmas. Where we went hard. That was a great episode. Shout out to Jason Burmas. Thank you for coming on, my friend. Reminds me, I got to uh, got to follow up with you and DM you. We can set up a time where I can come over there on your channel, Rockfin. <sighs> always, always, always great listening to Burmas go off on all this stuff. Yeah, so we got we got exclusive content to come over there. Second half, I'll notify you guys. The second half will start when this one ends, and that's going to be over on Rockfin. And there's a link in the description below. Right, in the description on YouTube, there's a link over there for Rockfin, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pin a link as well. I'll pin that message up in the live chat, and you can check that out. And also, you guys, if you like the stream, if you enjoy the content, please don't take it for granted. Please support it. Channel needs your support. We get no support from YouTube. You cannot send super chats through YouTube, but you can send super chats through Streamlabs. Right? You can send the super chats through the Streamlabs. <laughs> send the super chats through Streamlabs. There's a link right there. If you enjoy the stream, support the stream. Just like the truth, we got the truth over there. Donated five bucks. Says, what's up, bigots? Thank you very much, the truth. Over on Rockfin, we got some tips on Rockfin. John World, thank you, man. Thank you so much for that generous ten a $20 tip on YouTube. John World, always throwing. You're usually the first to send the tip. Or at least the last couple streams, I think you've been the first to send the tips. And it is not. Don't go unnoticed. Yeah, Pritchard Paternoster tip, two bucks over there on Rockfin as well. Says, I think the will... I think they'll cause a climate crisis like crop failures through geoengineering and blame it on CO2. Yeah, I mean, that's already, that seems to have already been going down, hasn't it? And we're going to get deeper into that issue as well. That's going to be Rockfin exclusive. Another one of the topics, which is just, you're unable to talk about it over here on Screw 2. Yeah, so today, today we're going deep. We're going to try not to go too deep here. We're not. We're gonna try not to go off the deep end and get uh, and get kicked off of YouTube. So we're gonna take it easy the first half and the second half. We're gonna go hard. We're gonna go hard. We're gonna talk about Ben Gertzel, especially Ben Gertzel's claims and some of the statements that he made on the uh, the the Joe Rogan podcast, which reminds me, I gotta pull up Joe Rogan podcast, which is no longer on YouTube. Um, and if you do watch clips of Rogan's podcast on YouTube. It's ridiculous. Um, the, you get instantly hit with false copyright claims, even though it's clearly, even though it's clearly um, fair use. They instantly hit you with those copyright claims over there. So I've got to pull up. Where'd that go? I'm pulling up my. Got to pull up the Spotify app so we can check this out a little bit later. Once we get rolling on the second half. 
Van Gertel, the creator of Sophia the Robot, right? We're talking about transhumanism, of course, right? Because this is the new religion. The new normal that's being sold to us is a fusion. As Klaus Schwab says in his book, The Fourth Industrial Revolution, and the COVID-19, the Great Reset, a fusion of the digital and biological realms, right? The digital realm being the realm of cybernetics, the realm of ones and zeros, the realm of behaviorist control, right? Behaviorist control, just like you see in the background here, you got this pop culture collage of all the, uh, all the, the, the great American culture, the great American culture collage right there of all the, uh, the gods of American culture, right? Cartoon characters, movies, video games, right? Simulated reality. And that's what's being built for us. Right? That's, that's the new normal, right? Is simulation reality, the simulation theory, these weird Gnostic ideas about reality. We're talking about that today. Today, we are talking about the new normal and how the new normal is a new religion. The new normal is the new religion. And what's been happening the last couple years has been a ritual destruction of the old religion. Right? You, it, we've, there are many levels to this. There are many layers to this ritual initiation that has been happening. And this is happening on an intellectual level, a spiritual level. Part of this may be done very intentionally by people who are directing culture, which we're going to talk about the uh, social engineering aspects of this, but then some of this might be happening strictly at a spiritual level. Right, we're going to get into all this. New normal is the new religion. The new normal is the new religion. Today we've seen the complete inversion, the Easter inversion, the inversion of Easter. Easter in the Eastern Orthodoxy, we, we celebrate Pascha, right? We don't call it Easter. It's Pascha. But the uh, the atheists and a lot of the, uh, the, the, the want to be edgy atheists and the like, kind of low level people who just started getting into ideas like zeitgeist, right? The zeit film zeitgeist was a real proponent of this. The idea that Easter is this pagan religion, right? It's a, it's a pagan religion because, check it out, Easter kind of sounds like Ishtar, which it actually doesn't sound very much like Ishtar, and it has nothing to do <laughs> with Ishtar or fertility cults. Easter is, comes from Pascha, which comes from the Passover. Right, so this false, the false claim that Easter is a, Easter is a pagan religion, bro. Now a lot of a lot of evangelicals get into this as well, right? Like fundamentalist evangelicals who they'll say, oh Easter, they'll say Easter is that's a man-made religion. That's a man-made religion, a false religion. The real religion is my brain reading the Bible, my mind interpreting the Bible, and me subjectively interpreting the Bible because I get the Holy Spirit and I will be told exactly what the truth about the Bible is. And, and Easter, that's a pagan holiday. Christmas is a pagan holiday. <laughs> it's nonsensical as well. Nonsensical as well, right? And you know, Protestantism actually this does tie into Gnosticism as well. Yeah, so we're going deep. We're going deep in all this stuff. And uh, let's see. Where? Let me make sure. Where is that one? Where? We're gonna start light though. We gotta start light. 
Now, these, these new initiations, these cultural initiations, how do you bring about cultural change? Now, what is the most powerful way to bring about cultural change? When you look at revolutions that were successful, these successful, so-called so -called successful 20th century revolutions, you have the Maoist revolution, you have the Bolshevik revolution. Now, something that was very important to them is not just the breakdown of the previous culture, right? Like the, with the killing of the king, right? the, the, with the slaying of the czar, All right, Tsar Nicholas II, who in Orthodoxy, we, we consider him a saint, right? He was a Saint Tsar Nicholas. They, uh, the, uh, the, the taking away of the old order, the breaking down of the old order and the bringing into the new, one of the most effective ways is to target children, right? And to target children with propaganda to create, to form the worldview of children. That's crucial. Forming the worldview of children is absolutely crucial for creating a new order. All right, so here we got you got Sesame Street, as always, as always Sesame Street. Are you look? <laughs> check this out though. Look at this. Look at this chick on the right. Look at this totally sane woman on the right. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe maybe she's really maybe she's a lovely woman. But we, that is that's a great screenshot there. Let's let's see about Elmo's new world. Elmo's new world. Preschoolers ask Elmo their biggest questions about pandemic. Not the pandemic, just about pandemic. CBS this morning, just from a couple months ago. Elmo and his friends are ringing in 2021 with healthy routines. A series of videos produced by Sesame Street seeks to answer kids' questions about staying home and staying healthy. And they had a lot of questions. Yeah. Hey, Daddy! Elmo joined us on Zoom along with some bright-eyed preschoolers. Hi, Elmo. To answer their questions about living through a pandemic. This is a year into all this stuff. Kids, this poses no threat at all to children. Right? The, the virus poses zero threat at all to these children. This is the, the new world, as they said in the very beginning here. Elmo showing them about the new world. <laughs> that was really fun. What's been the hardest part for children? The hardest part for children is not keeping their routines or seeing their friends. Jeanette Betancourt, a senior vice president at Sesame Workshop, says maintaining consistent routines is critical for young children during the pandemic. Everyday moments that we can take advantage of, like bath time or 
reading a book together at that time of ways that Why are you wearing that? The woman's outside. There's no one near her except the <laughs> cameraman. Look at the mask. Come on. Safe, healthy, but also calm and allow them to express their feelings. I'm curious, what do you do to keep the germs away? It's very important to wash his hands. Yeah, all the time. Especially when you're eating, before you eat and after you eat. What song do you sing while you wash your hands, Elmo? It's called Washy Wash. It goes like this. I mean, it's just it's just the music too is so bad. I mean, this this is like the level of music that they give adults too. Wash, washy, wash, washy, wash, wash. That's that's what music is now. Wash, washy, wash, washy, wash, wash. Jackson has a question. What is it, Jackson? Do you have any cool masks, Elmo? Do you have any cool masks? Masks? Now, the masks, I mean, we've been talking about this since last year, right? Masks are frequently used in initiation rituals and mystery schools in the occult. Masks have an important symbolic meaning, right? Donning a new identity and entering into a new reality masks are used in initiation rituals in cults in the occult and they're tools that have been used for a long long time right when you look at uh the african witch doctors uh, masks are a huge part of their ceremonial magic and sorcery and when you look at Mesoamerican death cult. Right? When you look at the Mesoamerican, the Aztec human sacrifice cult, masks, drugs, right? just like the mass drugging of children now, drugs played an important part in the initiation of children into the religion of the Aztecs, which involved human sacrifice and mushrooms. And the mushrooms. Terence McKenna will tell you that if you just consume the mushroom and remove your pee-pee, then you will be able to reach enlightenment. But what Terence McKenna does not tell you is that the Aztecs, who he exalts for their use of the mushroom, were actually engaged in blood orgies. They will lop off the heads of human sacrifice victims and they would become high as a kite and inebriated on the mushrooms and the self-transforming machine elves would show them the self-transforming machine elves would show them the transcendental objects at the end of all time and they would tell them the future <laughs> the psychedelic mushroom cult the mushroom was used as a tool in the ritual sacrifice blood orgies of the Aztecs. This is historical fact. <laughs> this is historical fact. Somebody in the, in the YouTube chat is, is quite upset about that. Estas diciendo cosas falsas. No, es falso, amigo. Es la verdad. Es la verdad. <laughs> Tú puedes leer. 
Now, now here, here. You guys want to bring that? Where is that book? Hold on now. Let me pull this book out. Now, masks, which were used in these rituals. Masks that were used in these rituals during the Aztec sacrifice. I mean, Mel Gibson put this in his film, Apocalypto, which there was quite a bit of truth in that movie. That was relatively well-researched. doesn't mean it's, it's not a documentary. It's obviously not a documentary. Obviously not a documentary. But along with masks... Aztecs also used other tools during their rituals, during their cultural cohesion rituals. Now, every culture, again, this, this book is called The Aztecs, The History of the Indies of New Spain by Fray Diego Duran. Right Now, this was first, this was written in the 1500s. Right, this was written long, long ago. This is first-hand account, right? First-hand account of the rituals that the Aztecs were involved in. Right, when you see images like this, this man wearing a mask, headdress. Masks were very important in these rituals, and the high priests would don masks in their rituals, which, here, let me, I gotta make sure you guys can see this one. I didn't expect to pull this book out, but we're going there. Here we go, let's see. No, come on. Here, let's go, camera control, auto, there we go. You see masks being used. You see a river of blood with human sacrifice victims in said river of blood. Because masks are a very important part of ritual, including initiation rituals. Okay, so here we go. Let me, let me just, to, to the person who was upset about what I was saying about the precious mushrooms, the mushrooms. After all the emissaries had delivered their gifts, Tizoc's enthronement was completed. On the next day before dawn, Tlacayalo Tlac rose and went to the king's chamber to awaken him and adorn him, and both went out to dance with the noblemen. They said that their days were numbered and that they wished to pass them, pass them in contentment and gaiety, since in the other world they would not sing or dance nor enjoy the odor of flowers and tobacco. After the dance, the nobility came to offer them garlands of flowers, delicately arranged and handsomely decorated pipes of tobacco. That sounds peaceful, right? That sounds so nice and peaceful. That sounds really nice. Well, it gets better. To make the feast more solemn, all ate wild mushrooms, which make a man lose his senses. After four days of feasting, the guests were given rich gifts by the king. The latter was crowned. The victims of Metztitlan were sacrificed and the visitors departed to their town. So, to finish this ritual, they had a big 
mushroom consumption fest and then engaged in ritual sacrifice. Okay, um, here, here is a later chapter describing, I think this was the, uh, the inauguration of the king. During the first night, torches were lit in the courtyard, and so many people held flaming braziers against the walls that it looked as if the house were on fire. Tlacalel and the king supervised this part of the feast, which lasted four days. Food was brought, stews and chocolate drink. I've noticed one thing in all this in all this history. No mention is made of their drinking wine of any type or of drunkenness. Only wild mushrooms are spoken of, and they were eaten raw. The chronicle says that people became excited, filled with pleasure, and lost their senses to some extent. It never mentions wine except as part of sacrificial or funeral ceremonies. Only the great abundance of chocolate drink is spoken of as part of these festivals. Okay, so during the <laughs> festivals, the ritual human sacrifice festivals, what they weren't getting drunk on chicha. They weren't drinking corn beer. They were having the mushrooms. So he was talking about these great sacrifices that were done. Uh, when the festivities ended, ended Motoksuma seated himself in the supreme place, the divine seat, the place of the gods, and the war captives were brought out. All of them were sacrificed to honor his coronation, and it was a pathetic thing to see these wretches as victims of Motoksuma. It had become as common among the Aztecs to sacrifice men on feast days as it was for us to kill lamb or cattle in the slaughterhouses. I am not exaggerating. There were days in which 2,000, 3,000, or 8,000 men were sacrificed. Their flesh was eaten, and a banquet was prepared with it after the hearts had been offered to the devil. When the sacrifice was finished and the steps, uh, and the steps and courtyard were bathed in human blood, everyone went to eat raw mushrooms. With this food, they went out of their minds, and they were in a worse state as if they had drunk a great quantity of wine. They became so inebriated and witless that many of them took their lives in their hands. With the strength of these mushrooms, they saw visions and had revelations about the future, since the devil spoke to them in their madness. When the mushroom ceremony had ended and all had recovered, the enemy lords from Tlaxcala, uh, these other areas with you know crazy spelling that you can't really pronounce, uh, asked for royal permission to depart. This was granted to them, and they were given jewels, sumptuous and rich gifts, weapons and shields, with their insignia done in fine leather work. Okay, well, there are some other descriptions as well. So, yeah. The rituals of the Aztecs involved the mushrooms. <laughs> the mushrooms. Are all these people telling you that mushrooms are going to help initiate the world into this you know, great new world. Uh, the, the brave new world. They're going to initiate humanity into the brave new world of peace and harmony. And they're going to bring about this great utopia. And if we all just take mushrooms... We're all going to become enlightened. Uh-oh. Are we still? I might not be live. Hold on. i gotta, I got to make sure. Hold on. I got my Rockfin interface is getting weird. All these people telling you that, you know, the mushrooms are going to bring you into this great new enlightened reality. A lot of them are not aware of how mushrooms were historically used, about how these, they called, oh, the plant, the medicine. You have, you, sh you have to take the medicine. Have you had the, have you, when's the last time you drank the medicine? Mama Aya, 
When's the last time you talked to Mama Aya and them had some of the mushrooms? <laughs> a lot of people aren't aware of the history of this. Aware of what these things were actually used for historically. Right? The cultures that they came from, the context that they came from were often human sacrifice cults. Right? So culture... Culture is partially maintained through ritual, right? through belief, through common beliefs. Commonly held beliefs are reinforced through ritual. And this is where Stanford Research Institute's changing images of man comes in, right? The changing images of man. A lot of these new age guru types were involved in this study done by Stanford that was combining sociology, psychology, psychiatry. Different practices, different uh, sectors within the so-called social sciences, which are completely unscientific. Yeah, but the social scientists, social engineers, came together, they published this book, The Changing Images of Man, which was first published, I always get the date wrong, let me make sure, 1982, copyright 1982, but... This was, this specific printing was 1982. This was actually done many years earlier, right? Now, when you look at the beginning of this book, again, The Changing Images of Man from Stanford Research Institute, yeah, the first quote is from a guy called Uthant. I do not wish to seem overdramatic, but I can only conclude from the information that is available to me as Secretary General of the members of the United Nations that the members of the United Nations have perhaps 10 years left in which to subordinate their ancient quarrels and launch a global partnership to curb the arms race to improve the human environment, to diffuse the population explosion, Ooh. and to supply the required momentum of development efforts. If such a global partnership is not formed within the next decade, then I very much fear that the problems I have mentioned will have reached such staggering proportions that they will be beyond our capacity to control. So the United Nations, this idea that we need a global culture, we need a global society, a new global consciousness. Right? You see this in the writings of Alice Bailey, of the Theosophists. Shoot, you even see this in, uh, you see in a lot of these like so-called the, tr the truth movement, right? We got the truth movement. The, the truth, we're, we're the truth movement. Liber truth and liberty, brother. Right, like Mark, Mark Passio. Right, using the Masonic seal, the great work on <laughs> these dorks from Freemasonry, these uh, theosophist types, with the idea that we're going to create a new global consciousness, a new global religion, that man is evolving, right? Man is evolving towards this great future. Man's evolving towards this great new future. Well, Stanford Research Institute suggested using cultural icons, using cultural iconography and shifting and changing cultural iconography in order to bring about a new way of people seeing the world, a new way of people seeing reality, a new way of people behaving in the world, and ultimately a new economic order. A new economic, a global economic order that would allow total control of the Distribution of resources, 
control over human populations and the tracking and tracing of those resources and the tracking and tracing of human resources, as they call. Right? So the United Nations is this nexus point for a lot of this New Age ideology, a lot of theosophy. Right? The Lucius Trust was involved with publishing a lot of the early works of the UN. It used to be called the Lucifer Trust. Right? Alice Bailey's works were published through there. Alice Bailey, who coined, uh, she didn't coin this term, but wrote a book called The Externalization of the Hierarchy, right? about a global initiation in which what she would call, she, was, she would talk about the great white brotherhood. Right? It wasn't white as in the racial idea, but white as in the great white brotherhood. These are the white magicians, right? the ascended masters. The ascended masturbators are going to bring in the new order of the ages. Now in the UN, Stanford Research Institute also heavily involved in pushing out a lot of these ideas and the changing images of man. We're going to pull from this as we talk about this. But we're, we're still, we still got Elmo here. We still got Elmo initiating the kids into their new way of living and the new way of being. And you've got to wear a mask. We gotta mask up if you wanna be healthy. We gotta mask up if you wanna be healthy. My Elmo is like the icon, the iconography of this new global culture. Is you know is is a. Uh, oops. Come on. I can't pause the video. YouTube's tripping out. So there, Elmo, Elmo initiating. This is how you be so happy and happy. You wear a mask. You wear a mask. I mean, how how long is the mask gonna need to be normalized for? How long do we need to wear the mask, Elmo? And the mask is a placeholder. The mask holding the place for what's coming next. What's coming next? Now we have the rollout of the shots, right? You need a shot. And if everybody doesn't get the shot, then nobody can move forward into the new normal. We just want to go back to normal. And the goalposts keep shifting. Like, how do you get back to normal? Ever-shifting goalposts telling us how we do that. Right, so Elmo masked, muzzled, dehumanized, right? part of the part of the mask ritual is dehumanization, right? It, it's, it's closing, it's closing your face, it's closing your I'm mouth. It's a symbol of your mouth is closed, your mouth is shut. Not only is your mouth shut, it's forced shut. Your mouth is forced shut. But, look, this is for the greater good. It's always for the greater good, right? The greater good. Oh, the, it's for the greater good that we need to have less children. It's for the greater good that we need to pay more taxes. This is going to bring about a new order. It's for the greater good that you need to give up your old, outdated beliefs and be initiated into a new belief system. Now, now, you, and, and they'll tell you the, the, the old ways, the, those, the, the ways of superstition, of believing in that, believing that you were created. That's, that's just superstition, Right? We're creating our own reality, bro. 
They tell you, you're creating your own reality. And we are driving and we, we, we have reached the pinnacle of evolution. They flatter you as well, right? They use flattery. Right? You, you're the peak of evolution and you're going to take the reins of evolution. You're going to help us to propel into the future. We're going to Mars. We're going to put masked Elmo on Mars, bro. We're going to put masked Elmo on Mars. We're going to put, we put a man on the moon. And now we're going to Mars. <laughs> All right, we, got, we, got some, we got some support from the bigots in the chat. Thank you, guys. The, the last couple streams, we've had we've got barely any support. Hey, if you guys don't support, we don't do these streams. I'm sorry. If you guys, do, if you guys like the streams, if you guys enjoy it, please, you got to support. You got to share these videos. You got to get these videos out there. And we get no support from YouTube. There is no super chat availability on this channel right now on YouTube. You have to go through Streamlabs if you want to support. Thank you guys who do support. We appreciate it very much. Please don't take the channel for granted. Please support the channel via the Streamlabs link. All right, and then jump over there on Rockfin if you want to check out the second half of the stream. will be Rockfin exclusive. Let me read some of these. We got... Aaron Burroughs. What's up, Aaron? Aaron? A.K.A. Aaron the Big Black Dude. Aaron donated five bucks. Says, you like the stream? Support the dang streams. Thank you, Aaron. I appreciate that, man. Please. Please. Support the stream if you guys enjoy the stream. We got the king the king of money over there on... Uh, look at that. Rockfin. Rock, the Rockfinners the rock are digging it. The Rockfinners are actually supporting all right, we got John World, Pritchard, Paternoster, and another one, Aaron Burroughs over there on Rockfin. Aaron Burroughs, tip 10 bucks, says, God bless you, brother. Support the Rockfin. Let them know that Tristan has value on the platform, and let him be the shining example of all those who want to jump ship to the new platform. Here's to the independent thinkers and creators. Thank you very much, Aaron. I appreciate that, man. Uh, Aaron Burroughs, again, tipped another 10 bucks. Said, King Bigot. <laughs> and we got the King of Money. Tipped five bucks. Look at that. The King of Money. Digging. Digging deep into the, the money bags and throwing, throwing a $5 tip my way over there on Rockfin. Thank you, King of Money. He says, I've been blending masks in my protein shake. I think we should drink at least 10 masks a day. That's a good idea, man. That's a good idea. And you know what? There's, you'll, get some, uh, you'll get your daily levels of uh, gender-bending plastics in there. <laughs> get there. Your uh, daily dose of carcinogenic plastics. You know, that's another thing about the mask. All these poor children are breathing those toxic carcinogens through those masks so there we go we got we're getting more support over on rockfin guys hey we're gonna do the second half of the stream exclusively to rockfin so get ready guys when we cut off this one we're gonna go deep over there on rockfin where we won't get false copyright strikes where we won't get removed where we aren't shadow banned where we can actually actually monetize the channel so there you go rockfin all you rockfinners over there we'll be over there on the rockfin exclusively in the second half of the stream and there's a link in the description and there's a link tag pinned in the chat of YouTube pull up a Rockfin tag it's free to make an account and you can follow the channel over there if you want to upgrade to get access to exclusive content you can upgrade and you can become a subscriber yeah so the second half of this we're gonna stream to everybody right you'll be able to watch the second half while it's live while it's live you can watch that second half free on Rockfin but as soon as this is over that's going over to premium Rockfin exclusive premium content. We got more premium exclusive content over there on Rockfin to come. Yeah, so support the stream, guys. There's the Streamlabs link in the description. If you got questions or comments, all right, let's get back to it. Elmo says, wear a mask. Of course, wear the mask. New world, according to CBS Morning. Elmo's new world. 
Now, this idea of a new world, of a new world. Hi, everybody. It's Alan from Sesame Street. Now, during these challenging times, it's important to remember that whether you're a monster, a big bird, a grouch, or a snuffleupagus, that we can all do our part to keep each other healthy. We are all in this together. Doesn't matter. She's sloganeering like this. We are all in this together. We are all in this together. It's meaningless. It's a meaningless statement. It really, it means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. We are all in this together. What does that even mean? Absolutely nothing. Uh, but of course, you know, Elmo. Elmo's about to get learnt. He's about to get learnt by Alan Muro, Muraoka. Who, who is Alan Muraoka? Right, and what's this? What's this? <laughs> Sesame Street. I'm always freaked out by how Sesame Street has these weird, random, alone male adults, right? Middle-aged adults, all alone. I'm gonna teach you kids how we're all in this together. If we look the same or if we look different, what's important is that we show kindness and love to each other. Unless you're a bigot, and except the bigots, <laughs> right? So kindness and love to each other, unless you're not wearing a mask. Then you get no love, and you're a danger to society, right? And speaking of love, I have a book that I want to read to you today, and it is called... I, I, I don't know about you, but I, I just, when I think about my child's education, I think about a middle-aged, single dude in a weird-ass hypnotic shirt, reading my children books about what love is, right? Love from Sesame Street. What do you think, should we read it? Yeah, all right, I do too, let's read it. All right, this is Love from Sesame Street, and illustrations are by Ernie Quatt. Love is a sunny day. And look who's drawing that. That's our good friend, Big Bird. That's right. This is meaningless, right? Look at his fake smile. That's right. That's our good friend, Big Bird. That's a, that's a big bird. <laughs> Love is dancing by yourself to your favorite song. Just like our good friend. Who's that? Dancing right, by yourself. Zoe. And she loves to dance. Hey, do you guys like to dance? Do you guys, hey, do you guys like to dance? <laughs> and they're always normalizing now on uh, on Sesame Street. And every one of these, they're normalizing the adult talking through the screen to a child. But this is just so weird. Dancing alone to your favorite. Do you guys want to show me a little love dance? You guys want to show me a love dance? Show creepy Alan Morocco a love dance? What is this? Dancing alone, right? It's not, it's not dancing with your friends, dancing with friends and family. It's not, it's not praying with your friends and family. It's not repenting of the nastiness that you've become involved in and the worldliness. It's not repenting from wicked ways and evil and seeking truth and seeking God. It's not love. Love is dancing by yourself. Love is a big, retarded bird. Love is an adult in a, in a fake bird costume. Uh, I love it as a grown adult man in a furry's costume trying to play with children. Here, let me on. see. Let me see you do a little dance. Let me see you. Show me. Show me. Yeah. 
Yeah, random adult on the screen. Let's dance for you. Good job. Love is being an everyday hero, like our friend Super Grover. And you know what? We have a lot of everyday heroes to thank right now. Who? We can thank our doctors and our nurses. This is a year late. This was published 25th March 2021. Our doc, the heroes. And other first responders. We can thank our teachers, trash collectors, pharmacists, mail and package carriers. The essential workers, right? The essentials. And this is, look, this is, this is the new normal, the new religion. These are your new heroes, as they call it. These are the new gods. Grocery store workers. They are all everyday heroes right now. That's right. So thank them all. Thank you. Love is infinite, bigger than all of the numbers. And our good friend Count always says, ah, ah, ah. Love comes in all shapes and sizes. Look at this. Look at this. This is straight up. We're still live on YouTube. We're still live on YouTube. But yet love is, love is a creepy, pudgy, Late, uh, creepy, pudgy Asian man who lives alone in his late 40s, who wears bright colored shirts, telling your children that love comes in all shapes and sizes. That's love. Love is drag queen story hour. Love, love is teaching children to cut off their dinghies when they're three years old. Big. Yeah, you guys, you guys in, uh, over there in the YouTube chat, remember if you... There is no censorship in the chat over on Rockfin, right? So if you guys want to go over on Rockfin, I know we, we, we got to keep that chat YouTube friendly over there on YouTube. Pull up a tab on Rockfin. Keep a tab open on both, right? There's a link in the description of the video. We got a couple shout outs here to give though. We got John Carpenter tipped over there on Rockfin. Says, thanks Tristan, love your work, man. Thank you, John Carpenter. I appreciate that. Pritchard Patamoster tipped two bucks on Rockfin. Says, Billy Idol dancing with myself, yeah. Uh, dancing with myself. Um, all right. Thank you guys. Thank you guys for the support. We're getting more support over on Rockfin than we are in Streamlabs. It's unfortunate you guys are not supported on Streamlabs, but hey, the Rockfinners, the Rockfinners are loving it. So this is good. This is good. When the, when the Streamlabbers don't come through, the Rockfin guys support. Thank you guys and gals over there on Rockfin. And let's continue with this grooming session here from weirdo Alan Maruaka. Love is building something together, like all of them. Like a new global order. <laughs> like a whole new society built on worshiping technocracy and submitting to constantly changing nonsensical regulations of every aspect of your life. Love is giggles and kisses and hugs and squishes. Wow, this dude. This is Elmo with his parents, and he's giving them a big hug. Give your parents a big hug right now, too, all right? Oh, dude. Do it. Oh, squeeze really hard. Dude. All right, good job. Love sings in every language. And here's Rosita and Elmo singing, la, la, la. La, la, la. And none of these things are love. It's just, oh, love is squishy, feely things. Love are goofy, 
Goofy puppets. To all your best friends. Love is and love is this general, undefined, touchy feely kind of kindness. Be kind. Be kind. Like what what is that? What does that even mean to be kind? What if somebody's full of shit and they need to get woken up and shaken awake? Is it love? To just be kind just be kind. Everyone you meet, right? That's right. Love makes all kinds of sounds. And these guys are honkers. And you know what they do? They hit their nose and then they go, honk, 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 honk. Love is being a clown. Let's do it. Honk, honk, honk. Love is being a clown. Love is Bert and Ernie living together and sleeping together. Love is accepting life even when it is messy. And there's Oscar R. Grouch saying, I like it messy. So it's just love, love, love. It's all love. Right, and it's just, it's kind of like this NLP shifting of what the meaning of love is. What is love? What is love, dude? What is love, Alan? You want to find out? Find Uh-oh. out. Love is Mark. Find Bar- out. <laughs> you come at me, and you'll find out how Ooh. strong I am eating a plant-based diet. Love is Mark Passio, screaming at the camera. Love is Mark Passio. <laughs> Acting like a fed all the time, screaming at the camera, trying to incite his audience to violence. Um, there we go. Prism. What's up, Prism? Prism donated 25 bucks. Prism picking up the Prism top, top bigot of the chat over there on YouTube. Thank you, Prism. Very much appreciate that $25 super chat via Streamlab. Says, hey, kids. Hey, kids. Elmo here with a very important message. Oh, haha. Always remember to wash your hands after your. Trans twerking lessons, haha! <laughs> and remember, parents should never be allowed to see your online classroom time. <laughs> <laughs> that's so sad. That's so true, though. Like, that's is is that not the vibe of all these Sesame Street? They keep getting worse with this. Remember, don't tell your parents what we do in your online classes. Haha! <laughs> that's love. You know what love is, kids? Love is not telling mommy and daddy what Alan Morelka taught you. Because it's a game that you've supposed to play with your family where Alan will teach you new special ways of love and you can't tell mommy daddy all the new ways of love that Alan teaches you because that would be so sad. And that's not love. Love is, love is not telling mommy and daddy how Alan Morelka teach you new things on internet, video chat, ha <laughs> ha! Amazing family and a soft bunny. And who is that? Do you guys know who that is? That's right, that's our good friend Julia with her family and her soft bunny. And that bunny's name is Fluster. Little, little toxic masculinity vibes coming from Alan Moraka there, huh? The actual toxic type of masculinity, though, right? If you catch my drift. Love is cookies. Love is cookies. And then more cookies. Love is... <laughs> cookie monster. Hey, do you guys know how... Love is gluttony. Eats his cookies? Yeah. Here, hold up a cookie. And then eat it like cookie monster. Yay, that's love. Love is magical and full of wonder, just like our friend Abby. Meaningless, meaningless tropes, magical and full of wonder. Love is everywhere 
and all around us. Just like you are surrounded by your Sesame Street friends. Right. So, so love is love is hedonism. Love is huggy dubbies. Love is squeezy feelies. Love is being goofy, going honk honk, and listening to Alan Morauka teach you about love. Right? I mean, it's it's you know, instead of teaching your children about God, instead of teaching your children how to be virtuous, righteous human beings. Right? This is this is the new order. This is the new normal. The new normal. In the West, which has been degrading for shoot, over a thousand years now, right? It's the new order of <sighs> redefining language, right? And they even they even use the term magic. It's magical. Love is magical. You know, they say love is magical and full of wonder. Let me find that screenshot. Love is magical and full of wonder. It's magical. You know, this idea of changing the meanings of words in order to control populations. It's been around for a long time. Anyway, so there, there we go. We got Sesame Street. Thanks, Alan Marauka. Alan Marauka. So anyways, now today is in, you know, the, and the most popular... The, the largest so-called church of the West, the, uh, the papal church, the Roman so-called Catholic church today is Easter, right? Protestants and Catholics celebrate Easter today. Now, we don't celebrate, we celebrate Pascha. Right? Easter is Pascha. Comes, the word comes from Passover. And we talked about this before. Somebody in the, in the chat earlier was like, Oh, happy Ishtar, bro! Happy Ishtar! Right, the uh, the 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 edgy atheists and the uh, the scene zeitgeist one time or follows Richard Dawkins on Twitter will make the uh, the false claim that Easter is Ishtar. No, Easter is Pascha. Easter is Pascha, celebrating the resurrection of Christ, which happened on the Passover. Has nothing to do with Ishtar. Nothing to do with Ishtar. Ishtar has nothing to do with bunnies, right? They'll 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 show some picture of like a you know computer generated chick with bunnies and eggs. They're like, that's Ishtar, bro. It's goddess worship, dude. Ishtar has nothing to do with bunnies. Ishtar doesn't even sound like Easter. The word Easter does not come from Ishtar, but also the symbolism doesn't even line up there. So, anyways, it's it is not Ishtar. Easter is Pascha. And it's been called Pascha. There are writings going back to the church fathers in the second century. It was called Pascha. And so the, the Dawkinites in the chat talking about Easter. Now, another one of these threads of you know, the perennial philosophy. The idea that we're going to take bits and pieces of all these other ancient religions and meld them together, mash them together, and create this new quilt of all the, uh, of like this pragmatic religion for the new world. You know, this idea that was put forth by, uh, by Aldous Huxley. Right? And this actually gets talked about here as a result of humanism. Right? Here in the changing images of man. You know, humanism and humanistic psychology resulting in the idea that man is one species. Races and other biological subdivisions are relatively unimportant. These are some of the new formative images of man that are behave, uh, that are 
proposed in order to create a new consciousness in man, to create a new global system in which man can survive and man can take control of evolution and, as they believe, direct that evolution in order to create this worldly utopia. And the, the, the pursuit of the worldly utopia, I mean, every single genocide of the 20th century has been the result of the seeking of this worldly utopia. The creation of the worldly utopia we call chiliasm. And so here's a quote. If progress exists, it is to be measured by improvement in the life of all mankind. So mankind is one. Now, this humanism idea, this idea coming out of humanism, this post-enlightenment philosophy, all of mankind is one. Now you hear a lot of this, uh, we're all in this together. We're all in this together. If we just pull together, we're going to fix it, everybody. We're going to make it good. We're going to create a better world, right? We'll, uh, we'll get rid of the virus or we'll stop global warming or we'll whatever. We'll stop the aliens. <laughs> the mean aliens are going to invade. We'll get rid of them. So we need a world order representing all mankind that can be created as soon as possible. Another one of these ideas coming out of humanism. Customs, taboos, beliefs, institutions which cramp the development of human potential should be reformed and abandoned. Right? Human potential, which they say is limitless. Right? Human potential is limitless and we need a, quote, evolutionary transformation of mankind. And this evolutionary transformation of mankind is possible and we should move towards this. Many of the activities of the counterculture today are important, an important part of experimentation to find a better lifestyle for man. Another quote from the Changing Images of Man, Stanford Research Institute. Uh, Joseph Campbell was involved in the writing of this. And to the guy in the chat, no, Palm Sunday is not pagan. Palm Sunday is not pagan. Easter is not pagan. All right. Anyways, we're talking about the changing images of man. That the idea of the human as evolving holon, right? Cybernetics, information, and communication theory, and computer-based simulation models. Remember, this is published in 1982, but this was years after it was first, the study was first done. They're already talking about the idea of simulation models, computer-based simulation models. And for many of its proponents, however, general systems theory goes beyond these objectives. It provides an entire worldview from which an image of humankind can be inferred. An entire worldview from which the image of humankind can be inferred. So the person is a special case in systems thinking because of his self-conscious awareness and use of symbolic conceptual systems to guide his behavior. He is goal-directed, adaptive. He is a goal-directed, adaptive learning system or holon. And then they go on to talk about the perennial philosophy, which is a coin turned by Leibniz. Leibniz. 
concerning the transcendent ground of all being, right? Like everything, there's this transcendent ground of all being and all the symbols used in every single culture are pointing towards this perennial truth that exists, right? Now, unlike like the nihilists that just deny truth altogether, at least they'll admit that there is a truth. Now, it's very skewed. It's a very skewed way of looking at it. And it ends up just being kind of a pragmatic, we take bits and pieces of whatever philosophy we believe will suit the ends that we desire and then kind of weave it into a giant tapestry of this perennial philosophy. And what they've done in the last couple decades, what the social engineers have done the last few decades, is created a tapestry of kind of like psychology, sociology, um, drug cults, right? use the drug culture, the psychedelia, religious imagery and pagan imagery, the ideas of bringing back the old ways, bringing back worship of the old gods, but in maybe some new ways. You know, the idea here, the basic, the basic nature of the universe is consciousness, is a quote again from Changing Images of Man. The basic nature of the universe is consciousness and the human individual can participate in this cosmic consciousness. This is the ground of being. Right? So the primordial ground of all being is cosmic consciousness. Cosmic consciousness. Cosmic consciousness is what you can achieve if you transcend the limitations and push into the next evolutionary phase. You're going to achieve cosmic consciousness. Right, we're going to talk a little bit more about cosmic consciousness, the ideas of Ben Goetzel. He wrote a book called The Cosmist Manifesto. Now, Ben Goetzel was like the... Uh, he's definitely a highly influential character these days. But his worldview is an amalgamation of this perennial philosophy with scientism, transhumanism, which is ultimately where these ideas of evolution, evolutionary theory, and the perennial philosophy lead to. The idea that we're going to transcend the limitations of this world. We're going to transcend the limitations of this world and beat death. We're going to defeat death not through lining up our will with the will of God, not through the grace of God, not through the lining up our will with the truth, right? Aligning ourselves with the truth, which is God. No, we're not gonna we're not gonna defeat death through Christ. We're gonna become the cosmic Christ and defeat death in like this Gnostic way. Right now, the Gnostics believed that the universe is kind of a prison, right? That creation is a prison. Creation is this big prison. We are all here in this giant prison. And it's through our will and it's through hidden knowledge, right? knowledge of the basic mechanisms of the universe that we can ascend the ladder of being and reach this state of cosmic consciousness. Now, so in the second half here, we're going to be talking about Sophia. Sophia, Sophia. 
from the Greek word for wisdom. But the Gnostics didn't just believe that Sophia was wisdom as in the truths of God. No, Sophia was a fallen being. Sophia was actually an aeon, right? and a descendant of God the Father. This is what the Gnostics believe. The early Gnostics. Now, guys like Ben Gertzel, Ben Gertzel, very interested in Gnosticism. He's openly espousing Gnostic ideas. Gnosticism is recommended later on in the end of Changing Images of Man, right? Stanford Research Institute, which received tons of money from the state during the MKUltra experiments. In the end of this, they end up proposing a new religion of basically Gnosticism, the perennial philosophy, and, and I, I shit you not, they say Freemasonry. Right? The, the perennial philosophy, Gnosticism, and Freemasonry. That's the new way of being. That's the new way of living. Now, Sophia being an aeon that descended from the Father, right? Which is completely contrary to Orthodox theology, to Christian theology. When I say Christian theology, I'm talking about the Orthodox Church, which we believe is the truth, right? the true church, the true tradition handed down to us through the Holy Spirit, through divine revelation. The Gnostics believe that Sophia actually descended from God the Father. She was one of these aeons. These things were basically like angels, like fallen angels. Right? And Sophia wanted a child who basically gave birth to the universe, which was the demiurge, which was this bad, mean tyrant that we have to battle. They, I'm not saying we do, but the Gnostics believe that we have to battle the shackles, the, uh, the prison world, the prison planet. We've got to battle the limits of this prison planet and ascend to cosmic consciousness and actually become gods ourselves, right? Not through grace, not becoming, not theosis through grace, but like an idea more of um, kind of like this Masonic idea of apotheosis, right? Like when you look at the Capitol building, they have the, uh, this giant fresco painting of George Washington and the, like, the apotheosis of George Washington, the apotheosis of man through his will, it's not thy will be done, it's my will be done. It's do as thou wilt. And it's take control, take the reins of what they believe is this evolving world through seeking power, through seeking knowledge. Right? So they believe that the serpent liberated man from the garden. That's an inverted philosophy. So man didn't fall due to man's actions, man's disobedience. Man fell. In the Gnostic worldview, man's fall was a good thing. Man was liberated by the serpent, by Lucifer, who's the light bearer. The light bearer in Freemasonry is Lucifer. Spoiler alert, any of you low-level Freemasons out there, once you get to the higher levels of Masonry, you can read this in Albert Pike's book, Morals and Dogma. I read this book back in 2008. He straight up says that the God of Masonry is Lucifer. Lucifer is the liberator. He's the light bearer. 
He gave man that Promethean fire, the fire of the gods, to make man a god, which is an inversion. Whereas we believe that we were created in the image and likeness of God. We were created in the image and likeness of God and lost the likeness of God through our choices, right? Adam and Eve falling was through their own will. It wasn't because God is big, big mean God and he didn't want Adam and Eve to have all the amazing enlightenment that Lucifer was gonna give them. This is what the Gnostics believe. It's an inversion of that. Man fell through disobedience, through using his will in a way that was contrary to the will of God. Man was given free will. And a lot of people are, oh, if God, if God really loved us, why'd he let us leave the garden, dude? God loved us. He, didn't, he wouldn't have kicked us out of the garden. Satan really loves you. He gives you power, bro. <laughs> I mean, it's really simple. You have free will. You're made in the image and likeness of God, and you can use your will. So a lot of these Luciferian types, they'll, they'll rail against God the Father and say that, well, he's a big, mean God. He's bad and mean. But then they worship their own will, <laughs> which God gave them. So you're given a will. We have a will. We have the ability to use that will for good or for wicked deeds. And this is the history of man after the fall. So in Gnosticism, it's man needs to ascend and conquer the Demiurge through his will, through secret knowledge. And there are a lot of different sects of Gnosticism. The Valentinians have different beliefs. There are a lot of different sects of the Gnostics throughout the ages, but the Gnostic ideals ended up being taught in the mystery schools. And when you look at the pagan religions, the gods of the pagan religions have many similarities. Right? They're often will be the head god who's dethroned by his son. Right? Another one of these kind of Promethean myths, which is an inversion of Christianity. Now, I, I would suggest, if you want to learn a little bit more about some of this, there is a good podcast. There's a good podcast called The Lord of Spirits, and they have some great episodes on... The five, there's one episode on the five falls of the angels. That's a great one. Check that one out, the Lord of Spirits. But that is a basic outline, very, very basic outline of Gnosticism, how contrary it is to Christianity, and how, they're, how they are diametrically opposed. And of course, the Gnostics, the Luciferians will say, well, Gnosticism is the original Christianity, man. Gnosticism is the original. Lucifer is the light bearer. He freed you. He freed you. Mark Passio is going to help you to ascend. You're going to become gods. You're going to be like God, bro. You'll never die. You'll never die. Join my, my cool little esoteric order. Put on, this, uh, put on this veil over your dinghy. Put on an apron over your dinghy. And we'll do some, we'll do some cool rituals. We make good men better. <laughs> we're, fighting the, we're fighting the man. And so then when you look at you look at the mythology, they're called, they're, they're called mythology, right? 
the, the mythology, so-called mythology of the ancient world, these are actually histories. Mythology is actually history. Now, all these pagan pantheons, what we believe is they are, they are fallen angels. Prometheus is not doing man a favor by giving him the stolen fire of the gods. Now, we had fall, we had a fall. The fall affected all of the cosmos. We had angelic beings that decided as well to use their will to seek their own glory, to try to dethrone God the Father, which is impossible, but they seek to do it through the destruction of man, through the twisting of what was made in the image and likeness of man, or the image and likeness of God, rather, the twisting of that, the distorting of that, and the destruction of that. Now, look over here. We got some tips. We got tips over here on Rockfin. Thank you guys for tipping. All right, we're going to be, pretty soon we're going to be, be moving exclusively to Rockfin. Second half is going to be only on Rockfin, guys. If you're watching on YouTube, pull up a tab, go over there on Rockfin, make a free account. You can watch for free while we're live. And then after that, it's going to the exclusive, it's going to be exclusive members only content after the live stream. So you can watch for free, but then after that, after the uh, episode is over, we will be going to. It's going to be going to premium. Premium. We're going to talk more about Ben Gertzel, Sophia. When I get more into this idea of Sophia, Sophia is being resurrected, guys. Sophia, the goddess of wisdom, is being resurrected. Sophia is being resurrected, and she's got a body. Guess what? She's got a body, just like the gods of old had bodies. Then old gods are the new gods. The old gods are the new gods. And the old gods did mend, mix their nature with human nature. How did they do that? How did they do that? How could fallen angels who are incorporeal, who weren't created with a body of flesh like we have, how could they mix with the seed of man? Right? Genesis 6 talks about the creation of Races, the, the, the men of renown. Now I got this image pulled up. I, I, mean, I haven't seen, <laughs> I didn't realize. This is Google, right? Google, every single time there's a holiday, if, if on Kwanzaa, there's going to be, you know, a big picture of, uh, of Camel Toe Harris up there. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Kamala. Kamala. Kamala Harris is going to be up there for the Kwanzaa on. Uh, on, um, I don't know, for uh, Valentine's, Day. Valentine's Day, there's going to be a bunch of hearts and a little naked baby. Yeah, for all these holidays, they'll have something up. But guess what? If you go to Google today, it's not Happy Easter. You go to Google's homepage, it's just a normal day for Google. It's just a normal day for Google. <laughs> no mention of Easter now. Again, we don't celebrate Easter right now. We celebrate Pascha, and that's not until the 2nd of May this year. But look at that. If you just look at it, you click that. Oh, yeah. Google. No mention of Easter today. The new normal. The new normal. All right, we had the old gods, the new gods. The new gods are the old gods. We got Sophia. We're going to talk about Sophia. Sophia, wisdom becoming embodied, AI. 
how this ties in with all this, how this ties in with the fallen angels, how this ties in with the so-called mythology of the pagan religions, which, you know, a lot of, a lot of, the, uh, a lot of the atheists, they'll say, they'll say stuff like, well, bro, I just believe in one less God than you do, man. I believe in one less God than you do. And that's kind of a false statement. Right? We, we do believe that there are gods with little g's. There are gods with little g's. Right? What do you think Zeus was? Prometheus. You know, when you read the Enochian literature, which is not canonical, but referenced in canonical scripture, referenced in Jude, referenced in other books in the New Testament. The book of Enoch talks about the seed of man being mixed with these fallen angelic beings and man being taught, being given knowledge by these angelic beings, by these so-called fallen angels. Right? Man being given fire by the gods, Prometheus. Right? The gods of the pagan world were kings. They were kings, they were men. But they were only part man. They were only partially human. So anyways, Sophia, we'll be talking about it in a little bit. That's going to be on the second half. We're going to get into Sophia the robot. We're going to get into Ben Gertzel. That's going to be exclusive to Rockfin. We've got a couple tips to read over here on Rockfin. Thank you, John World, tip five bucks. ELC, what's up, dude? ELC, tip five bucks. Pritchard Paternoster, tip two bucks. Says, man failed upward, and Lucifer is Prometheus. Uh, the king of money... Sent five bucks. The king of money, thank you very much. Sent five bucks. Says, I'm uh, pretty sure the Fed and World Economic Forum are going to make the next global tragedy a UFO attack. That's the best way to do the Great Reset without having to explain much. Ha <laughs> ha. Plus, set up a global currency. Yeah, I mean, we're going to be... There's a lot of things that could happen, right? UFOs, asteroids. You know, a lot of these things could, could happen. Um, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. You know, there are a lot of deceptions that could be played. Um, huge deceptions being played out in our culture over the last over hundreds of years, thousands of years. Major deceptions. And there's probably going to be bigger ones to come. Right, so we got to be ready. Many deceptions have come. Many deceptions are to come. Let me make sure I'm still streaming over to Rockfin. I think I had a, a little bit of a still I think we're still live let's see well, maybe not we still live over there on Rockfin mm, make sure this is okay all right here we go all right guys we got the chat popping off over there on YouTube what's up everybody Remember, second half is going to be Rockfin exclusive. You can watch for free during the live. And then after that, it's going to premium. Right? You, can you can access all the free content over there on Rockfin. You just got to make an account. And then hit, hit follow. Hit follow on the channel. And if you want the premium content later on, right? if you want the premium content and more premium content to come, 
then go ahead and upgrade to a subscription. We highly recommend you do that. We are unable, completely unable to, uh, completely unable to, to uh, do any monetization here on YouTube. YouTube has screwed this channel royally, hides it, hides it in the algorithm, but you know what? It is what it is. We're going to keep doing it. If you guys support the streams, if you guys support the channel, we'll keep streaming. If you enjoy the stream, support the stream, guys. Use the, uh, the Streamlabs link. It's been a slow day for the support over there on the YouTube, on the Streamlabs. Last time, too, man. So please don't take the streams for granted. Enjoy the streams. Support the streams. All right. So here we go. The new, the new religion. What is the new religion? Here's Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson, he's going to tell you. Happy Easter. Let's hear what he has to tell his, uh, his constituents, his subjects over there in the UK. Happy Easter to everyone who is celebrating today. I know that for many people that means chocolate eggs and the Easter bunny and hot cross buns and all the rest of it. And I will certainly be joining in. But let's not lose sight of the fact that this is Christianity's most important festival. And that while churches are open, the ongoing coronavirus restrictions mean that, once again, it won't be possible for many Christians to mark Easter in the way that they would like. But if there's one thing British Christians have shown us this year, it's that Jesus Christ is the way and the truth and the life, not just today, but every day. <laughs> wow, how disingenuous is this guy? His teachings and the message of his death and resurrection permeate through every aspect of daily life. That's why I've lost count of the number of church leaders and congregations who have stepped up to support us all in these very challenging times. Oh, <laughs> so, so here we go. Now, now in, in Boris Johnson's new world, in, Boris, in the new religion, in the new normal, Jesus is there to serve man. Oh, oh, the, the, oh the, Jesus Christ is, is, has been so helpful for helping us to get these regulations and really maintain these regulations here in the UK. What a disingenuous little... <laughs> I don't even know what to call this guy. <laughs> so that, that's the new, the new God, right? Serving man. Millions of good Samaritans, each of them showing what loving thy neighbor as thyself really looks like in 21st century. Yeah, what's it look like in 21st century Britain? Oh, yeah, it looks different, right? It's got to change. It looks like wearing a mask, not having a business, doing social distancing rituals everywhere, aka depopulation rituals. Free Britain. And having done all that during the darkest days of the pandemic, churches across the UK are now helping us light the path out of it by opening their doors as vaccination centres. It's really very moving to see it. Uh, one more time. One more time. All that during the darkest days of the pandemic, churches across the UK are now helping us light the path out of it light by the opening their doors as vaccination centres. Well, the, 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 the churches all over the UK are acting just like the light bearer and helping to light the way. Helping to light the way. The light bearers. Helping light the way. So more people getting the happy, healthy vaccinations. So there, there's the new sacrament, right? The new, the inverted Eucharist. Now here, here's how you get life now. 
Here's how you get life. The inverted Eucharist, we're going to inject you with genetic modification tech. We're going to inject you with big tech. We're going to put big tech inside of you. We're going to modify your being. We're going to modify you. We're going to inject you, and that's going to give you life. Darkest days. In 21st century Britain. <laughs> And having done all that during the darkest days of the pandemic, churches across the UK are now helping us light the path out of it by opening their doors as vaccination centres. It's really very moving to see it. This has been a very tough 12 months. But, as ever, the arrival of Easter brings with it new hope. And this year, more than ever, it... Star Wars. A New Hope will now be shown in all churches throughout the UK. We will be giving a free screening of Star Wars A New Hope in every church throughout the UK. And you can go to these churches and get either your Pfizer or Moderna or AstraZeneca vaccination. Happy Easter. Stay home. Save lives. <laughs> it brings the promise of brighter days ahead for us all. So, stay safe. Keep following the rules and have a very happy Easter. Oh, follow the rules. Stay safe. Keep following the rules. And have a happy Easter. Boris Johnson, right? Who's helping to build back better over there in the UK? Remember buildbackbetter.com, Joe Biden. Build back better. And again, another quote from The Changing Images of Man. Evolution occurs physical and mental and is directed by a higher consciousness and is characterized by purpose. As humankind increases its level of consciousness, it part participates more fully in this evolutionary purpose. The view of man, if it can be experienced by more than the small minority of persons who have apparently realized it through the centuries, would seem to provide the needed sense of direction and the holistic perception and understanding described which the following chapters showed me needed. So this new view of man, evolutionary man, evolutionary man, man as just a holographic member of a greater organism. You're just a cell in an organism, right? Another inversion, right? Rather than being members of the body of Christ with a personal God, you have, we're all in this together. If you all just come together as a culture, as mankind, come together as mankind, we can defeat this virus. We can defeat the future aliens who are sure to show up as soon as you start being scared enough of the virus. We will defeat the asteroids. We will defeat the climate change. And we will become the body of the Antichrist. I mean, it's really, it's really wicked. It's a complete inversion. Right, so then the idea of the formative images of man in the universe. This is the chapter again from the changing images of man. This was published, this edition published in 1982, Stanford Research Institute, which received, again, lots of money from the CIA during the MKUltra experiments. The social scientists who wrote this essentially propose an idea of revolutionary Illuminism and Gnosticism as the new world religion. Here's a quote from The Changing Images of Man. The quote... The keynote of the American creed would seem to be that of emancipation. Not just the emancipation of a people from the bondage of tyranny and poverty, 
but the emancipation of mankind from the bondage of history and heredity. Right, taking control of our genes, taking control of the basic building blocks of life. Right, they believe that man is just a result of evolution, therefore man must take control of evolution and steer his future evolution. Yeah, so changing images of man. We will change the image of man. We will change the image of man. We need a new normal. They're normalizing the new man. Yeah, so we got Mr. We got uh, the totally legitimately elected president, Joseph R. Biden. Everybody go ahead and give a, give a salute to Joseph R. Biden. Look at this noble man with his wife there, Dr. Jill. Dr. Jill Biden. She speaks 19 languages. She, she, she speaks 19 languages. This woman is a certified genius. He's a family man, that Joe Biden. He's a family man, a philanthropist. Yeah. Helped to help bring philanthropy to Iraq back in the Iraq War. <clears throat> helped bring the uh, Pakistani intelligence services philanthropy through Mohammed Atta and the 9 11 hijackers. <laughs> Um, he uh, he he's just he's just a solid guy. He we're, he's gonna wish us a happy Easter as well, from his family to ours, from his family to ours. But you know what, guys? It's uh, we're at the halfway point. We're going over there. We're doing the rest of this is going exclusively to Rockfin. We don't have to bite our tongue on Rockfin. We do not have to. You you could say what you want in the chat, but don't be don't be Spurgs over there. Don't try and ruin another good platform. Right there's we uh, we cannot yet we cannot yet moderate the chat in Rockfin, <laughs> but be good boys and girls over there. So we're going over to Rockfin. This is ending on YouTube. Rockfin exclusive from now on. Watch the second half of Free on Rockfin right now. We got no censorship over there. Big shout out to the crew of Rockfin. We got a bunch of people over there on Rockfin already watching, but only about half of the crew that's on YouTube right now. So hey. You guys all go over there on Rockfin. You can watch for free there. All you need to make an account is an email. Super easy. It's easier to make an account on Rockfin than it is on YouTube. Right? So go over there to Rockfin. Follow the channel on Rockfin. The link is in the description. If you like the stream, guys, please support the stream. You know what's cool about Rockfin as well? Rockfin has a tipping mechanism. You can tip during the stream. And you can even tip on videos after the fact. Right, so it's like when I do these live streams on YouTube, I'm always having to remind you guys, hey, we got that. We do have the uh, the Streamlabs link. We put that Streamlabs link in the description, and try to remember. Please support the stream if you like the stream. Support the dang stream. If you don't like the stream, don't support it. But if you like it, support it. And there's a tip feature over there on uh, Rockfin. There's you can do two buck tips, five buck tip, ten buck tip, twenty bucks. I think twenty five and fifty, and then a hundred. 100 is the max. Um, 100 is the max. I know, sorry, you guys. All you guys who want to give, you know, $1,000, $10,000 tips, you, you can just do 100 $100 tips, right? Sorry, you just got to go. You got to do it that way. Um, but anyway, you got the tip feature there. Uh, you got the, the chat feature there. And you have premium content. You got premium content. So go over there. We got uh, Joe Biden. We can talk about what we want on Rockfin, and that's why we're doing it. We're done on YouTube, transferring over to Rockfin. YouTube stream is ending. Rockfin exclusive is beginning. 
Last chance link for Rockfin in the description. Second half uncensored for free, but then after, after the live stream, right? Then it's going to go to premium, right? So, and then there's, you could watch all the free content. Most of the content on our Rockfin is free, and then we got premium content as well, like the second half of the stream will be after the fact. So go over there on Rockfin, follow the channel, and then if you want the premium stuff, become a subscriber as well. All right, here we go. You guys have a good one on YouTube to all of our uh, Roman Catholic and Protestant friends who celebrate Easter today. Um, you guys have a great weekend. God bless. Please look into Orthodoxy. <laughs> and uh, yeah, check out, we got, we got uh, Father Deacon Ananias, aka the Norwegian Noose in the chat. Make sure to check out his channel. He's done some great work mm -hmm. talking about a lot of the topics that we're talking about today. All right, so we're going to go deeper on Gnosticism. Sophia the Robot, Ben Gertzel, the new image of man, changing images of man. The old gods are the new gods. Meet the old gods, same as, meet, meet the new gods, same as the old gods. All right, Sophia becoming embodied, the robotic resurrection of Sophia in the Gnostic inverted Easter in this new normal that is a new religion, all right? Get over there on Rockfin, guys. Out of here on YouTube.